0: Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast. I'm your host, Monique Ham, and I am really excited about the guest that we have today, Camille Penny. She's an incredible real estate investing goddess and an incredible real estate investing goddess mama and. What I I, wanted, I brought her on the show for a couple of reasons. One is that she and her husband, Mark, are killing it in real estate. And she's a real estate investor. She's also a two-time number one Amazon best-selling author. She's a mother to. She's a co-founder of Think Multifamily. That's an education company that holds investor education seminars and helps others learn how they can use apartment investing to attain financial freedom. So she, along with her husband, Mark, currently own over 2,100 apartment units. And she knows a lot, a lot, a lot about multifamily. who is what they teach. And so I wanted her to invite her for that. But there's another reason why I wanted to invite her, and that's because of – I think the amazing ways in which she's teaching her kids to be smart about money and real estate, really making um, investing a family affair. And I wanted her to talk about that. And um, so she's she's got a lot of info, especially great for you mamas out there who are wondering how can can you do that too. But even if you don't have kids, you want to hear her story about how she and her husband achieved financial freedom through real estate investing. And just to give you a little bit more of her background, prior to becoming a full-time real estate investor, she received her nursing degree and she served on the board of a Christian medical mission focused charity for over thirteen years. and she homeschools her kids and and just teaching them and' it's part of the homeschooling to to be part in the family business and they are assisting with things multifamily training
1: events. Really
0: amazing what she and her husband are doing, and I'm excited to have her here with us today. Welcome Camille.
1: Thank you, Monique. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course, So excited to have you um, so I always like to start at the beginning is um i I love people or especially women's real estate investing origin stories
1: So, tell
0: tell uh the audience how did you get started in real estate investment?
1: Yes. So Mark and I have been married for 22 years. Just before we were married, he and his identical twin brother bought their first duplex in their small town. Shortly after we were married, we continued to buy more small multifamily, um, meaning one to four um, units. And uh, I think we had 13 or so units at that time in his small town. We hung drywall and leased up units, evicted units, fired contractors, um, all that fun stuff of landlording. Not so fun. It yeah. was kind of a joke. Um, <laughs> so we had lots of really um, intense experiences at that time with really little education outside of hands-on experience. Um, my husband did have a mentor in town to be able to ask questions too, but um, it it really was all hands-on learning experience at the time. So that's kind of how we got started. When we came to Texas in 99, we ended up buying two single-family new builds and um, we didn't keep them very long. I I think it's because my husband was working a lot of hours in his um, regular J-O-B. And um, once Mm -hmm. they became um, uh, vacant, I did not really know or want to deal with the the repairs and the lease ups and stuff, so we just chose to sell them and um, just focus on his i t career at that time. okay so
0: you you started off buying you know thirteen units, and then you got the two single families in doubt. How did you get into multifamily?
1: So multifamily in general is it's twofold, right? So there's residential multifamily. It's two mm-hmm. to four, two to five units. Anything over five units is considered commercial multifamily. So we got into the larger multifamily um, about three and a half years ago. We started investing passively in a friend's deal, um, I guess, in Dallas. And then mm-hmm. we just started buying our own after that. Um, we ended up partnering first. So um, we started off passive to learn about the business. Mm-hmm. And then we joined a group to network with other people doing it and kind of build up courage that way, I guess. And then yeah. um, we started buy our, buying our own complexes after about a year now, it took us about a year to start buying our own simply because the market was a little tight at the time, um, and we were also looking at investing in um, buying and building storage unit facility in the Dallas area, and we were also looking okay. at developing a luxury um, single home neighborhood once both of those opportunities um, fell through for different reasons, we decided to just go ahead and put all of our eggs in one basket and multifamily. And that's really when we started buying multifamily, the the larger multifamily. Yeah. Now we have 2,100 units and we have more coming shortly. That is so incredible. I mean, they are busy
0: and just, to give our listeners some background, what they do is uh and you know, similar to what I do when I is syndication. So we see they find the properties, they bring groups of investors together to purchase the properties. Um and they are killing it and teaching other people how mm-hmm. to do the same. Which is amazing. Um so I I love that. And now I wanna turn up how you you do that as a family? Because I know one of, one of the things I really love is how you've gotten your kids involved. Um, so how are you teaching them about how are you teaching them these financial lessons?
1: So um, we have a couple of eight unit um, apartment buildings in Dallas. We've taken mm-hmm. the kids to those locations when we've gone shopping for supplies and dealing with contractors. So they're seeing some of the business that way. Um, mm-hmm. We will sometimes drive by our larger complexes and kind of just tell them different changes that have happened, um, rehabs yep. that we've done. So they are, again, generally familiar with what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, as far as financial concepts, my husband developed um, a couple of apps to help with the multifamily investing. One's like a quick and dirty analysis. It allows you to do a deal analysis in like three minutes, basically to see if you want to pursue it into a deeper deal analysis. So um, my husband has worked Ooh, with my son a little bit. On, it's not live yet. It will okay. kind of be a part of our group, I think, first until it is open to the public um, okay. and then he created his own you know deal analysis spreadsheet that's extremely detailed and that will again will be open to our group first and then open to the public just so you can work out any bugs right the more people you have on an app or a spreadsheet you can work sure. out any bugs that might be an issue um, with my husband's IT background he, he kind of just knows how things need to happen first right Um yeah So that's with with the app and my son, who is 12. Obviously, he's a little bit more prone to be able to pick up the financial aspect first. With us Mm -hmm. homeschooling, my son is in the seventh grade in the homeschool model. So he is taking finance classes, which he loves. So on occasion, he will tell us about some of the concepts that he's learning. And um, it seems to be that he's picking it up really well in this program that we're using. And um, so that's the the finance, business finance. One thing that mm-hmm. I do at home, I, I used to have a like a chore chart, right? So almost mm-hmm. like having a job, you know, how much money you're going to make. And then when you know how much money you're going to make, you're able to decide how much money you want to spend. So that right. worked for a little while, like a couple of years ago. And then they kind of got bored. I guess they didn't have their goals big enough for things that they wanted. Um, So now that they're a little older and they are starting to get bigger goals, my son's into motorcycles and um, he has had to buy half of his motorcycle that he rides in Michigan when we go, um, Mm -hmm. this last one. So for the next motorcycle he upgrades to, he's going to have to Mm -hmm. pay for the whole thing. So that's one lesson I guess that I'm teaching that regardless of how much money we as parents have, he still needs to learn yeah. the value of a dollar and how hard you have to work in order to get something and to maintain something. So we're trying to teach him that lesson. My daughter similar. She doesn't have as expensive goals right now as being nine. But when we go into a store and we're shopping and she sees something she wants, if it's not a need, I will generally say, no, I will not pay for it, but you're welcome to pay for it with your, your money. And she might have 30 or 50 or or $100 saved, because she's a pretty good saver, and then she'll have to think about it, whether she really wants that item or not, right, because it's her own money and it's a limited amount of money that she has. So I like that process. Another thing I do is when I'm in the store shopping and they're coming with me, they'll see I don't shop for myself very often, but if I'm walking in the store and I have a piece of clothing or something that I like, I'll hold on to that clothing through the entire store, and by the end, I'll decide if I really want it because it's been in my hands long enough. So I've given myself time to think about whether I really want that item, even if it's a $25 item. But I talk through my processes so that they can understand what I'm thinking and why I decide to purchase something versus why I might decide not to purchase it.
0: Great.
1: I love that. Yeah.
0: So how – I I love how you're teaching them about the value of the dollar and buying and spending. How are you teaching them about investing?
1: Um, That's kind of difficult at this stage just because they're limited in the money that they take in um, and they're kind of wanting to spend everything that they get right now. (laughs) Um, And they're, they're earning it by tours. And I'm, fairly generous what I pay them. I do pay them $8 an hour if they're keeping track yeah. of how much money they're making. And because our son is so one focused right now with a motorcycle um, that's great and he's passionate about motorcycles but he's almost 13 and he's going to want a car when he's 16. So I really yeah. need to start training him to like okay the chore money that you make maybe half of it goes into that motorcycle fund and maybe the other half goes into your car fund, right? Because at this stage, it's kind of hard to teach them investing, but it's it's easier to teach them shorter and longer-term goals. And that short-term goal for Tyler is a motorcycle. That longer-term goal, being three years out, is a car. So I think after he has his car... (laughs) it will be easier in my mind to teach him about longer term investing after that. Well, now that he has a car, we'll save for your next car or your repairs on your car or save for that apartment you're going to want when you're maybe 19, 20, 21. Um, and then he'll, I think he'll have a little bit more of an adult mentality at that 16 year old you know, age range of being able to think about, investing in maybe a single family or taking some of the money he earns from his first real paying job, or maybe he's doing stuff for us and we're paying him more money working for us. He can take that and maybe take 10,000 and invest in a deal with us. So we've kind of heard, we've actually allowed one of our investors, young teenage kids, they've invested their $10,000 each that they've had into an LLC with their mother and they've invested in our deal, so I think that might be the method that we use with our kids. So they'll have a piece yeah. of the LLC with us.
0: We um, we're okay. doing that with our kids, allowing them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, as little as a thousand for our eight-year-old, <laughs> um, and that's awesome. And then for uh, for the older kids, letting them invest so that they can. Let's see oh wait if I put in this money um I paid once and it keeps paying me back and you know, right like no this, that's awesome know, that's so <laughs> right yeah so that's been something that that we've enjoyed and that's been really cool for our kids And so um we play
1: cash flow with them yeah yes you know I the game. game I I Yes, I have cash flow, and we just haven't taken the time to sit down as a family to play it. So what I really need is somebody like you to to come to my <laughs> house and play it with us, so that we know how to play it, and then I can be the lead after that.
0: And help yeah, having so somebody I'll, show you the way I'd first, see, right?
1: Next awesome. time I go to Dallas, we'll play. I actually, well, oh, cool. well, I think we're coming to LA. Cruise yes and she loved that and i think we're coming to la in july so we might be able to play with you there all right we'll we'll sign up the flow game um awesome
0: all right so this is great now i want to go back to um think multifamily and tell us a little bit more about what that is and and what you're
1: what you're teaching there Sure. So Think Multifamily, we do educational events for people who are interested in getting involved in multifamily investing, either through passive investing or through being a syndicator, just like we are. We actually do both. We passive invest and syndicate deals. So we have um, a great perspective of both positions. And um, we have had three educational events, um, two different types, We've had one day event that generally targets more of that introductory type investor, maybe somebody who's just wanting to get familiar with uh, multifamily before they invest, or somebody who thinks they might wanna be a syndicator and they're just trying to get their feet wet and, and trying to move to that first level, I guess, and they're ready for that second level. The second level class that we have had in the past is a two day, intensive workshop and that's more hands-on and we go into more detail about all the steps that it takes to invest and to purchase and to close a deal. And once you close a the deal, then what do you do, right? You, you're, you're dealing with the third party property management companies and you're dealing with contracts and your rehabs and stuff like that. So we go into in-depth training on that. We are mm, getting ready to launch a mentorship program, I guess, for people who just want a little bit more information on a regular basis, um, coaching calls, and live networking events, specifically with other coaching students or mastermind students, right? So we're getting ready to launch that. We don't have a hard date set, but it, I will just say it's soon. And we're really excited to to kick that off. But um, that's kind of Think Multifamily in, in a nutshell, do you have specific Great. questions regarding regarding think multifamily, yeah. or did I kind of cover it? Well,
0: that that was good about multi think multifamily. Um, my next question was, why do you think multifamily investing is a good model for people?
1: From our experience, from single family and the residential multifamily, the larger apartment buying and multifamily. I mean, it's just simpler for us, honestly. We invest a lot less time and stress on our bigger multifamily than we do even those two eight units we have right now in in Dallas. They're more of a headache. You're managing them. Will... Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. We actually rehabbed... Uh huh. Yeah, we actually rehabbed both of them. The first one took a very long time. It took nine months to rehab before we started leasing them up. And um, it's fully leased now, and um, it's all cash play, so there's no bank involved. Um, So within the next couple of months, because there's some leases that are all coming up at the same time, once they're re-leased, then a bank will feel more confident that it's a fully leased property, and we will be able to uh, refi out of the deal, um, get all of our money back, and still own the property. So that's the game plan with that one, and it's been two years. The other eight unit, it's been a year now, and it's we took it completely down to the studs. And um, it's still in rehab. And one of the lessons learned is never go with the cheapest general contractor mm-hmm. or property management company because you're going to have issues. Um, you don't necessarily have to go with the expense, most expensive either. Do your due diligence. Ask around a lot of questions. You want referrals of people who have had good experiences and bad experiences, and what were the bad experiences? Is that something you can live with or not live with? So we're learning lessons along the way. I think life is full of lessons that you'll never stop learning, and we're, well, we're um, completely open and sharing all of the lessons we've learned along the way. That's one thing about Mark and I is we are extremely open and authentic with who we are and the mistakes maybe that we've made or things that have happened to us we're completely willing to share um so that people don't run in the same run into the same issues that we have run into. That's great. Did I answer and the question? I'm sorry. I feel like that. I went off on a rabbit trail.
0: <laughs> no, that's good. That was really great because okay. that is probably the you know, one of the most important pieces of advice I could uh, I could give or anyone could give about this business that you Definitely do not want to just go with the cheapest person. They uh, right they will cost they can cost you money in the end. So it's a lot better yeah. go with the best. The best won't cost you money; they'll make you money. Um, the best need not necessarily be the most expensive, but go with the best you can find, and right. you will not regret right.
1: it. Right, and just make sure you have. Read your contracts well to make sure that you can get in and out of contracts as needed based on performance, whether it's a third-party property management company or your GC or your mentor or whatever it is. If there's a lack of performance based on what you've been promised, make sure you can legally get out of your contracts and move to another third-party property management company or another general contractor or whatever. Just read your contracts well.
0: Yep. Yep. Good advice. Um, so what other advice do you have for, oh, you know, a goddess woman who might be starting out in this business?
1: Yes. So, you know, I'm a reader. I also really love podcasts. So I listen to the podcast when I can or go out walking or running or the gym and I can listen to podcasts. But I love to mm-hmm. read books and articles. So I would say start there. Um, Ken Malcolm, mm-hmm. McElboy has really good, easy-to-read books that um, talk about why he went to and how he went to from single-family to multifamily and why he predominantly does apartments only now, although because the market's Mm -hmm. getting tighter for apartments, my understanding is he's doing a few other things now. But I think that would be a great place to start. I have my kids reading, at least my son, reading Ken McElroy's books now. Um one, I also the ABCs say to, of property investing yeah, which one? Yes, yes, so it's the ABCs okay. of real estate investing. That's Ken's first one. Mm-hmm. The one that I really mm-hmm. like is his advanced guide to real estate investing. And then if you mm-hmm. think you're going to get into self-management, read his management one. I don't know the full title, but it is on property management. I think, I think the a- so,
0: ABCs of property management.
1: Yes, Five. that's mm-hmm. the one that my son is reading. It's definitely a good one to start with. Um yeah.
0: Bigger Pockets. So the, yeah, he has a the great... ABCs of re, real estate investing
1: and then the ABCs of property management. Okay. Really yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um Bigger Pockets is another really great resource for people um because they have podcasts and articles and, you know, um forums where you can ask questions and other people in the industry will answer your questions. Um and you can just follow if you don't want to like post your name out there you can just like search apartments or search single family or search some term that you don't know that you want to know what it is and see what other people's comments have been on that subject. So that's another really great um, place to learn as well. Mark and I do post on there sometimes. We're answering some people's questions regarding multifamily or syndication. Um, When we have time to do that, we probably do it a couple of times, well, maybe a few times a month we're on there um but those are like my main advice for for women i also say there's there's usually some kind of local RIA, real estate investor group that you can join or show up and you can hear what other people are talking about learning the vocab learning the terminology of real estate i think will will be the biggest hurdle right it's like any, learning any new business it has its own language On our Think Multifamily website, we actually included, like in our extra resources section, we included a bunch of terminology we think that might be helpful to people. But you could also Google um, apartment investing terminology or multifamily terminology or real estate terminology um, just to kind of learn the basics. If you're having a conversation with somebody and you're going to a meetup or an event, you want to have some idea of what they're talking about so you feel comfortable. And learning the language, the basic definitions of what things are, I think will go a long way for building your comfort level of being in a room with other people who may or may not be familiar with real estate investing already. That was my biggest nervousness, I guess, with one of the first real estate events I went to. I was sitting next to a room full of people, you know, a lot of men, of course. And I was so nervous. I was shaking just because, like, what are they going to ask me on the break? Because I know I'm going to be networking. Yeah. You know, they're going to expect me to know stuff to contribute to the conversation, and I don't know what they're going to ask me, and they know so much more than me. And, I mean, come to find out a lot of them are seeking too, and they might not have even have had the prior experience that I had when we first started out, right, with a small multifamily. So it really is just learning the lingo going in and meeting people, be open and honest with people, say, hey, you know, I'm just getting into it, they will be more than happy to share what they know with you, and they will talk, hopefully, the the more basic lingo and not into the technical terminology stuff, right? So it's it's wonderful once you get into it.
0: Great. And, of course, you know that um, you guys can get lots of information here on the Real Estate Investor Glasses podcast and on our website at RealEstateInvestorGoddesses. We're also offering. I'm going to be hosting a free webinar tomorrow at twelve p. m. Pacific, three p. m. Eastern Standard Time, on how to um, how to find the the right investment property at the right price. So that's tomorrow, Thursday, June fifteenth, and we are going to talk about. You know the four biggest myths about investment properties that keep investors from profiting. How to make sure you're not paying too much. Ways you can maximize profits from your investment property, and a lot more. So you can go to the our Facebook page or the website to to sign up and register. Um, all right, so we're running out of time, but I want to do a quick Trinity before we we leave. And uh, so Trinity is a brag, a desire and a gratitude. And
1: um so wanna to invite Tamale to, to share what what
0: are you what are you celebrating? What's your brag?
1: Yes, ma'am. So we just closed on a three hundred plus unit apartment building in Atlanta like a month ago. Mm-hmm. Right. And we already have another one just about under contract and another one following and, and there's just a lot happening in our business right now and it's just very exciting. So that's kind of my brag.
0: Really great brag well brag yeah your, what are you grateful for?
1: I am grateful for <clears throat> one having the desire now I didn't always and the ability to to be able to spend time with my kids now that they're homeschooled mm. and um, we're doing this business um, I'm just happy to be able to spend time with them and I go to the coffee shop with them and I talk to them about their school or their day or our business and I'm just grateful because not all moms can have the the ability and the flexibility in their, their schedule to spend as much time with their kids as I do.
0: Yeah, beautiful. And what are you desiring?
1: Um, so it's kind of twofold. My personal selfish little desire is to, to travel to exotic places like Dubai and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That sounds really, really cool. Um, but our, our business desire really is is to see people within our Think Multifamily company and people come to our events and join our program or even friends around us who choose not to join our program. I want to be able to see the difference that we make, right? Who, who doesn't want to see the difference they make in other people's lives? So whether we're just giving you advice and that propels you to the next stage of life of what you're supposed to do or you've learned something from our group or our event that um, has taken your family maybe into a, a better direction, I can't wait to see mm. what our family and our company is able to do for people. Beautiful. So shall your desires be, or better than you can ever imagine,
0: under grace and in thank perfect you. ways. Ah, thank you so much for <laughs> that great interview and um You're if people want to find you, they can go to thinkmultifamily.com com.
1: there's some other Yes, me. to find you. Thinkmultifamily.com Think or Yeah, or Tammy, T-A-M-I, at ThinkMultiFamily.com. Perfect. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, And thank you to all of our
0: listeners. Um, As always, real estate investor goddesses, we keep it juicy and keep it pleasurable while we keep making money. So we'll see you and talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye.